Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 533-42 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Hey everybody, welcome back to Letterman Row. I am Austin Ward. That's Jeremy Birmingham and Spencer Holbrook. This is the practice report brought to you by Buyers Auto. Championship week has arrived in the Big Ten. Ohio State will play on Saturday, uh, knock on wood, against Northwestern uh, at noon in Indianapolis. We will have uh, full coverage for that all week and we will be uh, in the stadium on Saturday. Uh, as always, even though it'll be a little bit different, we won't have the full staff. Spencer, Unfortunately, doesn't get to go and make this annual tradition for Letterman Row. So the Buckeyes are there every year. They're going for their fourth straight uh, title. Uh, Berm, it'll be for a spot in the college football playoff. I think the three of us can agree to that. All the doomsday scenarios that people have thrown around, they're very unlikely. They were unlikely even before Florida embarrassed itself uh, by losing to LSU, but that, that should seal it. Ohio State wins on Saturday. They're in, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think so. I, I think that the Buckeyes would also welcome the – help of Notre Dame beating Clemson again, just to kind of make that further, um, you know, clear. But the, the truth is Ohio State has done what Ohio State could do. And, and that's really all that this season for the Big Ten was about, was about giving the Buckeyes an opportunity to win their games and get into the college football playoff. And if they can go take care of business next Saturday against Northwestern as they should, yeah, I don't see any – I don't feel any personal reluctance to say that they're in the playoff. Yeah, and it's been strange over the last couple of days with Dabo Swinney trying to, uh, well, as always, running his mouth and doing so in very uh, – More like Gabo Sweeney. Yeah, Gabo Sweeney uh, undermining his own argument about why uh, the number of games matters brings up uh, 2017 when, when Clemson lost to Syracuse and still went to the playoff. Uh, okay, then how, what difference does it make if you lost a game and still got in? Everybody 
understands that Ohio State is one of the four most talented teams or three most talented teams in the country this year. I, I don't – it's just manufactured drama, and Dabo and Dan Mullen are feeding into it. Obviously, they've got their own programs that they're trying to defend and set the table to get in, but it's got to be a little bit frustrating for Ryan Day or Justin Fields or Jonathan Cooper to hear those comments, be asked about them, and then not return fire, which they did not do on Sunday – uh, as they look ahead to this week, Spencer. Yeah, I, I think they took the high road. I think it's probably the right road to take because everything that's been said over the, the entire season um, during a Northwestern week has gone on a Northwestern bulletin board. So even if you don't say anything about Northwestern, they still find a way to make it into some bulletin board material. So Ohio State's going to take the high road all week. I think that's that's the game plan. That's what they're, they're here for. And they're going to especially do it when it's teams that aren't in front of them that that like they're never going to play Florida this year. They're, they're unlikely to play Clemson this year. So there's no reason to respond to what idiots like Dabo Sweeney and, and Dan Mullen have to say, because both of them have made fools of themselves through the summer, wh whether it was with off the field issues or when they're on the field and they're losing games, or if they're just being general, um, you know, uh, idiots, I guess. I don't really want to say that, but for lack of a better term, like these guys just don't know how to shut up. It's just better if Ohio State just goes out and uh, does what they need to do against Northwestern and beat the tar out of Northwestern and go to the playoff. I think that's what bothers me the most is it's disingenuous because every one of these coaches knows that Ohio State objectively has one of the three or four best teams in the country. I mean, from top to bottom. Every single person knows that. Any coach who watches film, any coach who lines up the players understands that Ohio State is one of the three best programs in the country. And – in this year of all years, like when every single week has been a an exercise in flexibility, an exercise in uh, adjusted thinking, like why are we trying to force this narrative that you, oh, well, now you have to play this many games. The Big Ten rule to get into the conference championship game was completely made up two months ago for no reason. It was just like, well, uh, okay, let's, let's, just, let's just do this. And then like – People are like, wait a second, that was horribly stupid. Let's not do that. Like this year is different. And and Austin, you and I talked about it. You know, on the road to uh, um, Illinois that we didn't get to, you know, enjoy. Um, but we it, enjoyed the road. I, in, in this year, of all years, why doesn't the college football playoff just stand up and say, okay, we're taking Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson, and Notre Dame, and we're putting them uh, in the desert? And they're going to be there for three weeks in bubbles and, and we'll see at the end of January. Like who cares? Just let the best teams play and, and go from there. Texas A&M is not one of the four best teams in the country. I'm sorry. They're not period point blank zero. Like it, it's a pretty obvious answer right now to anybody who's watched football this year. It's, it's kind of interesting how when we're talking about this flexibility and adaptability, uh, look, Ohio state, beat Northwestern 52 to three last year. Okay. If, if they're going to, if the selection committee is going to potentially try to put the potential of a third matchup between Clemson and Notre Dame on the table. Uh, and we all know that Alabama is in no matter what happens on Saturday. Why are we playing any of these championship games for those teams? If the playoff committee could just step in and say, those are the teams we want. Uh, and we're going to actually react and adapt and, uh, the game can't be played. The Rose Bowl cannot be played in California. We're going to set up shop in Florida or Indianapolis or literally anywhere with a bubble. Yeah. It, it, this, the college football playoff has just like stepped aside and 
and crossed its fingers and done nothing to ensure that that event is actually going to happen. So when we're all getting worked up about these other scenarios, uh, you know, maybe they should have been working on some other uh, contingency plans just to make sure that it happens. But anyway, right. We're two weeks away from the Rose bowl. Nobody knows where the hell it's going to be played. So what, what, what are we doing? I, I feel pretty confident saying it will not be played in Pasadena. Uh, we'll get to that road when we get there. Um, I guess, you know, I'm not seriously suggesting that the Big Ten title game be canceled, uh, nor do I want Pat Fitzgerald to, you know, take this clip and put it on his message board, although I don't think that will help him win uh, a game on Saturday. You know, obviously the Buckeyes want to play as many games as possible. They want to be in Indianapolis. That's their goal. Uh, you know, win the rivalry game, get to Indy, and then whatever happens after that, readjust. We know that they want to chase a national championship, but winning the Big Ten is the priority. So, they do get that opportunity as long as uh, everything stays on track this week. The Buckeyes are expecting everyone uh, at this point who uh, was testing positive for COVID or unavailable for the last three weeks to be back. A full-strength Ohio State this week, that should be a scary sign. It should be a team that should leave no doubt on Saturday about its playoff credentials. Yeah, when I was watching Northwestern the last couple of weeks, I was just thinking, wow, Ohio State is going to have a lot of fun in Indianapolis. It's just Northwestern, it's a great story. They went three and nine last year, four and eight, or whatever they were last year. They were absolutely horrible, and their offense set the sport back 30 years. This year, they've took, taken a couple steps forward. They found a way to win close games. Other than that, it's the exact same roster that Ohio State just pummeled last year, 52 to three, on a random Friday night for some reason. I just. I, I can't see this really being a game. And I know we did this with Indiana and we short sold Indiana and Indiana came in and, and showed Ohio state that they were, they were a worthy opponent uh, in the second half, but this is not an Indiana team. Like, and that's weird to say, like the big 10 West champion is not as good as Indiana, but this is not one of those situations where I feel very confident on Sunday afternoon that saying Northwestern is not even going to be able to compete with what Ohio state wants to do. Uh, I feel pretty confident that that's going to be the case. And that is definitely going to make the bulletin boards. Uh, I don't if, care. If, if and, and I have something that I want Pat Fitzgerald to know as well. Let's all get it out for Pat Fitzgerald right now. Just give him I what think, he wants. I think that Pat Fitzgerald is exactly what's right with college football. And I think Northwestern is a great story. And I think that they're a great team uh, that has gotten better. We know they're well coached. You know they're disciplined. But – you know, they are definitely not the fighting Reese Davises. They are better than that. So let's not disrespect them. But we can also understand that Ohio State is going to be a, a very hefty favorite in that game. And Ryan Day, for the first time this year, understands or seemed to acknowledge in today's press conference that the style points are going to matter next week. And maybe it's just for seeding sake. Maybe they win by 10. They're in no matter what. Who knows? But if it means that they can move up and be the third seed somewhere, maybe that that's important to them. Um, I'm not going to say that it's going to be a 59 to nothing type Wisconsin blowout uh, because this Ohio State defense, I think, is still feeling its way around. And I do think Peyton Ramsey is a really um, is a gamer. But uh, Northwestern, Northwestern is not oblivious to what they're going up against next Saturday. I mean, they they are the big tens Ivy league team for a reason because they're smart and they can figure out by watching the tape, like what they have to do. Um, but yeah, they, they, they're, uh, you know, kudos to, to Northwestern. I'm, I'm rooting for them all the time. I always root for Northwestern. Wait, so great kids, great kids, great staff, great, great program. Uh, they're going to lose by 30. They get to be the big, big tens Ivy league team and Chicago's big 10 team. 
That seems like a lot, Berm. I, yeah, I mean, you know, somebody has to do it. Why not those fighting cats? That's what I always said. Because Chicago's Big Ten team is Ohio State. That's what I've always said. Go cats. <laughs> You're going over the top. Like I said, I was going to be nicer to some of these teams that are overmatched. But I love Pat Fitzgerald. I think he is everything a college football coach should be. And I, I say that with the 100% sincerity in my heart. That guy could be a coach anywhere in the country, and he will never leave Northwestern because he loves the school and the, the, the fact that he played there. And I, I love that. I think it is great for college football. Great. I do think that Iowa is by far the best team in the Big Ten West, and it's unfortunate that Ohio State isn't going to be playing them because I think that for the Buckeyes preparing for the college football playoff, that would be a better preparation. But instead, Iowa is going to beat the doors off of Michigan on Friday night. Yeah, I, I don't. I struggle to understand why Iowa is not playing Indiana, so that the Big Ten could try and get a second team, you know, a New Year's Six payday for yeah. the league by having them play each other. I I get that you want to preserve rivalries, but um, I would guess if you gave you know Tom Allen some truth serum, he would much rather be playing Iowa and trying to shore up a potential bid to the Fiesta Bowl uh, rather than going for the old oaken bucket. Um, that rivalry doesn't quite uh, have as much historical value as Ohio State, Michigan, but maybe that's just me. I don't know. But they have a bucket. They do have a bucket. That's that's yeah. true. Um, and you can't put a price on an old oaken bucket. Nope. Anything else that you guys are, are, are watching for, uh, curious about for the next couple of days as we get ready for this matchup? Well, I mean, obviously we're going to talk to the media or the, the media is going to talk to the players and, and team a lot this week. Um, with signing day coming up. And I, I think that um, the biggest thing is just how focused Ohio state is on, you know, they, they're very good at, at saying the cliched things like, okay, we're well, one game at a time, one game at a time. But we also have seen them this year kind of turn off the lights at halftime in a number of games and not really play a complete game until the Michigan state game. So I just really want to see them build off of that and realize that they do need to go out and put together their best performance of the year. And then I was just going to add, uh, off of what Burma said earlier, I do have a lot of respect for what Pat Fitzgerald's built there because in your guys' lifetime, you've seen Northwestern be absolutely horrible at football. And, and since I've known football, Northwestern's been pretty decent. So he's done a really good job there. They just do one thing really well. Just that you watched them last year set football back 30 years. What's well, one year? It's got a little bit of an anomaly. But what you I'm know, about well, to say – Spencer, you were born in, what, 96, right? 96, yeah. So okay, so but the year before you were born, Northwestern was in the Rose Bowl. He's he's trying to Pat, get on our bulletin board, Berm. He's Pat, calling gold. Pat Fitzgerald was on that team. The only thing I was trying to get at here is Northwestern does one thing really well, uh, and that's Wear run the purple. football. That's run run the football, and Ohio State does one thing extraordinarily well, and it's stop the run. So I think this is going to be a pretty. Uh, three and out heavy game for Northwestern. I think Ohio state just needs to set the tone early because I watched the big 10 championship game last year where Ohio state had a lot to prove to a selection committee and they went out and peed their pants in the first half. And I think that's one thing that Ohio state needs to understand is like, they really need to set the tone early in this game. I You've love got a Sunday spicy Spencer. Spencer on our hands this week. Bert. I love, I love Sunday Spencer. Uh, the last thing I'm going to say, and I know that we're taking this in a direction that almost feels <laughs> bold predictions video E, but um, I just hope, Northwestern does themselves a favor and doesn't wear those gothic uniforms again that they wore last year in in, in Edison because those are terrible. I don't bad uniforms. I don't think that they will get to because those are their home uniforms. They wore them on Saturday. 
So oh, did I, I? Yeah. I didn't watch that. I was busy Christmas shopping. Yeah, it was an incredible performance against Illinois. Just uh, remarkable football, high-level football. Um, it was good enough to wipe out the Lovey Smith era from existence in Illinois. You know, Black Sunday today, huh? Gus Malzahn fired at Auburn. Lovey Smith fired at, El- at Illinois. Woo! I'm telling you, boys. Every day you have a job in college football is a good day. There's no doubt about that. Thank goodness that we have one so that Spencer could entertain us on the practice report brought to you by Byers Auto. You can tell it's championship week. Everything. The banter is getting high level. There's, they're playing for rings. We're going to cover the, the chase uh, for championships for the Buckeyes all the way to the finish line. That's Jeremy Birmingham, Spencer Holbrook. I'm Austin Ward. This has been the practice report brought to you by Byers Auto. Stay with us for full coverage of the Buckeyes at LettermanRow.com. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text Hope NY in New York.